Welcome to a happy place. This is the Live Happy Now podcast. I am your host, J.R. Houston. So glad that uh, you are joining us once again, wherever you are in the world, however you may be listening. Also glad that we have such great partners in Live Happy Magazine and Life Reimagined. Live Happy Magazine, of course, is available to you on newsstands everywhere. You can also get the digital edition on the Apple or the Google Play Store, and you can find out more information at livehappy.com. Life Reimagined has a website as well. It's lifereimagined.org slash happy. They've got all kinds of things that are meant to help you find your peak happiness because as you awaken to the power of happiness, so do your dreams. So what's next? Well, find out more at lifereimagined.org. In today's episode, we're talking with Emma Cipolla, Science Director at Stanford University Center for Compassion and Altruism Research and Education. Her areas of research include positive organizational psychology, health psychology, cultural psychology, well-being, and resilience. And in this episode, Deborah Heiss talks with Emma about what happiness is, according to science, and the ability to bounce back from difficulties in life. Emma, thank you so much for joining us on Live Happy Now today. We really appreciate having you on the show. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. I want to let our listeners know, first of all, that you have a new upcoming book coming out on the science of success, and it's called The Happiness Track, and it's going to be released in January 2016. Can you just give us a brief overview of the book? Sure thing. People in general have a misconception about how to attain success. There's an idea that we have to sacrifice our happiness now by overworking and, um, you know, maybe undergoing a lot of stress, et cetera, to attain success. But after surveying hundreds of research studies, I've seen that this notion is completely wrong. Actually, if we take care of ourselves and actually nurture our own happiness and well-being, we are more likely to be successful because we'll be more creative, we'll be more insightful, we'll have a better relationships with other people, we'll have more charisma and more energy. Basically, this is one of the things we talk about at Live Happy, that people kind of have it backwards. They think that, that if, once they're successful, they'll be happy. And the reality is that once you're happy, you're more likely to be successful. Absolutely correct. Our name is Live Happy, but we're really talking about well-being. You know, uh, the name of Live, Live With Great Well-Being was not a good name for a magazine, so we went with Live Happy. Mm-hmm. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sure you're going to get this question all the time. People confuse um, happiness with the emotion as opposed to what we're really talking about. So could you give us a definition of what happiness is from, from your perspective? On the one hand, everybody is going to define happiness in their own personal and subjective way. But from a scientific perspective, um, happiness is often defined either as pleasure on the one hand or as psychological well-being on the other. Um, so many people will think, you know, I'll be happy when I eat that piece of chocolate or when I um, have some other, you know, fill-in-the-blank sensual experience. Um, but that actually brings pleasure, which we know definitely brings that boost of um, happiness in the brain for a brief period of time, but it doesn't last, which is why you know, you'll want to reach for that other you know, piece of chocolate or that other uh, sensory experience or maybe a monetary reward or, you know, more money, more food, more sex, etc. You know, the other more lasting form of happiness and what scientists often define as psychological well-being is is something much deeper. It has to do with how much meaning there is in your life. It has to do with the relationships in your life, how much service and compassion exists in your life. Those are the kinds of elements um, that can really boost your happiness in a profound and long-term way. 
um, there are many ways to access it, you know, from having more gratitude in your life, more perspective, more wisdom, more kindness. What are some ways that people can begin to access this type of happiness? What are the things we need to work on or what are the things that we can employ to really start being more successful and, and being happier in this more meaningful sense? For one, and this is one that, you know, a lot of people fail at is greater self-care. Um, so, you know, we sometimes take care of everything and ourselves our last. Um, and so that, that can mean, you know, being more self-compassionate rather than self-critical, um, treating yourself more like a friend. And, you know, some people might think that sounds very soft, but actually research shows that if you have more self-compassion, if you're kinder to yourself, less judgmental, less critical, you actually will become more resilient. Um, you'll bounce back from challenges more quickly and you'll have um, you'll, you'll actually have greater inner strength um, when you when you meet with difficulties in your life, which, you know, if we're talking about success professionally, we we're all bound to meet challenges as as we are personally. So um, self-compassion is a great tool to increase that inner strength. Uh, Another one is um, gratitude. Just really understanding how many gifts we have in our lives as opposed to always focusing on the negative, which um, which is a psychological tendency of ours uh, to focus on the negative. You know, we have you know, we can have nine things going right in our life and one thing going wrong. Well, we'll probably be focusing on that one thing, making it turn into, you know, 100 percent. So we just feel like all of a sudden our entire our entire day or our entire life is terrible because of this one thing that went wrong. So uh, gratitude helps to give us a more realistic perspective because research shows we have times more positive things happening to us than negative. So gratitude is another wonderful tool. And, and another one is um, compassion to others, kindness to others. Again, this can sound soft and fuzzy, but there is a lot of research backing up that if you um, are involved in service activities or are doing things for other people in your life, you'll not only be happier and healthier psychologically, you'll actually be healthier um, physically too and um, even have greater longevity. Well, I I know that it seems so simple, you know, take care of yourself, have compassion, be grateful, but a lot of people have trouble deploying these in their own lives. A lot of people have trouble, like you you mentioned, the one bad thing that happened today is the thing that drives my, my entire day, my entire outlook for the day. What are some very specific things that people can do to focus more on the positive? Um, I mean, you talk about being grateful. How do you practice mm-hmm. gratitude to get get yourself out of this negative mindset? Well, one easy way is to just simply think every day about a couple of things that you're grateful for. It could be you had a great breakfast or you slept really well last night or, you know, the sun is shining. There's so many things. Once you start listing them that come out and uh, that can come out. Um, but, uh, you know, overall, many of us have this, have some kind of knowledge or we know these points. If people have been reading your magazine, they may already know, okay, there's a couple of things I can do to make my, myself happier, but how do I do it? And this is where techniques like meditation can come in um, to really help us put them into practice. For example, if you tend to focus on the negative and all of a sudden you have this uh, revelation like, oh, I'm focusing on the negative, I should focus on the positive. Well, it's sometimes very difficult to do that anyway because you're really angry that day or stressed or whatever. Um, And what meditation can do is it can create more calmness within you and more perspective so that you have more power over your own thoughts and over your own um, actions. So let's say you tend to want to, you know, do things mostly for yourself, but you know that compassion is good for you and for other people too. You know, practicing meditation can really help you see where you're, you're acting selfishly and 
how you might be able to reach out a helping hand to a colleague, a friend, a neighbor, whatever the circumstance might be. I know that one of your area of expertise and something that you touch on is the science of resilience and, you know, the ability to bounce back. I know that many of us are more resilient than others, and a lot of people just get bogged down in, you know, the past, or they get bogged down in the, the in occasionally catastrophic items that have happened, but occasionally they aren't catastrophic. How do you uh, advise people to build their resilience? And people, can people actually become more resilient as time goes on? And is that something that you can develop? Yes. Um, in fact, many of us are actually living in a really stressed out kind of a state um, because of habits uh, from ranging from, you know, waiting till the last minute to get things done because we get more amped up that way and get going that way to drinking a little bit too much caffeine to not sleeping enough, et cetera, et cetera. There's so many ways that we keep ourselves in a very highly anxious state. Um, and uh, many of us rely on that. We rely on that co- those coffee jitters to just get things done. But as a consequence, uh, we actually um, make our nervous system really fragile um, in the sense that it can react to things. It, can ex- it becomes exhausted. Uh, we get very tired by the end of the day. So what I'm talking about in the happiness track is just a ways to rebuild that resilience at the level of our nervous system. Uh, and one way that I am going to suggest is through breathing. Again, breathing sounds very simple, but um, the breath is actually one of our uh, one of the systems in the body that can either uh, happen automatically or that we can control through our own volition. And when we can actually tap into our own breathing and breathe more deeply and do some breathing exercises, we can start to calm the nervous system down from within, from within our body. And that's where it starts to have an impact on our mind calming our mind down. And if you really train yourself to do deep calming breathing exercises every day, you can retrain yourself to be physiologically resistant, even if you've been for years on end running on stress, running on caffeine. Um, And by building that resilience within your body, whenever you encounter a challenge, a difficulty will bounce back more quickly. You will be more resilient physically, but also psychologically. You'll be less exhausted. You'll be calmer. So you'll have a better perspective because we all know that when we're stressed, when we're anxious, when we're angry, we actually don't see the situation clearly. So by being calmer, by being able to bounce back from challenges more quickly, uh, we'll be able to actually make better decisions and probably have better relationships too, because we all know that You know, when we're stressed, we don't always have the best kind of interactions with other people. But when we're calm, we do. What you're saying is that we can actually make ourselves physically able to deal with stress and actually reduce that overall stress on our health and our psychological well-being through deploying, through basically deploying breathing techniques or meditation, just really getting down to the physical preparedness level, which probably means giving up my daily diet, Dr. Pepper, which is something I've been struggling with for uh, you know, <laughs> the last off and on for the last two years, but really preparing yourself to deal with stress in a way that eliminates some of those negative uh, negative dependencies, as well as adding positive things like breathing. Correct. I absolutely right. The messages that we are getting from the world are that we need to be stressed to be successful. That we need to burn our out if we want to reach our goals that we need to focus on ourselves in order to get ahead in a dog-eat-dog kind of a world, Um, and that we need to be just running constantly. And so that's what everyone is doing. And 
currently in our time and age when technology is just making life go faster and faster and the demands on our time and on our energy are getting more and more pronounced. We're getting text messages and phone calls and emails and um, and uh, instant messages. And we're basically spending the entire day focused on this thing or the other. So as a consequence, we're really exhausting ourselves. And one thing we know is we can't change the way the world works. We're not going to change how many text messages we get. Probably not going to change how many emails we get. We're probably only going to get more. So since we can't change the world, the only thing we can change is ourselves and make ourselves more resilient. And the good news is that becoming more resilient has a lot to do with becoming more happy. So I just want people to know that there's a way for them to be happy and successful. And in fact, if they really want to be successful over the long term without burning out, this key is to be happy. That's wonderful advice, and I hope that many people take it. I certainly have found a a way to find peace and happiness in my own life and still have a high-pressure job, so I know it's possible. But I also know that many people don't know that it's possible. They don't know that they have to be racing in the rat race all the time, that you really can get further ahead by really getting off that racetrack and, and, and doing what you need to do and taking care of yourself. And then when you are engaged in work or in uh, the successful activities, focus on them and be present for them, but don't let them consume your life. Uh, I think a lot of people need to hear that message. Yes, that's why I wrote the book, The Happiness Track. Thank you so much for joining us today. I really enjoyed having you on the show. Thank you so much, Deb. Lots to think about once again. If you'd like a free sketch note of this episode to help you sort of organize your thoughts on it, you can get it at livehappynow.com. And while you're online, feel free to reach out to us. Let us know things that you've taken away from this podcast or things that you'd like us to discuss on this podcast. We'd love hearing from you. You can find us on Twitter at livehappy, facebook.com slash livehappy, on Instagram by searching my livehappy, or feel free to send us an email. We love getting emails, podcast at livehappy.com. For Deborah Heist and Emma Sapala, I'm J.R. Houston saying so long. Thank you. And remember, always live happy.